Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, we are glad you're with us as we get ready to talk sports live and local just the way you like it here on this uh, Wednesday morning. Today on the program, we got a lot of stuff we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, Baylor basketball. We're going to talk some McLennan basketball. We're going to talk some Big 12 basketball. Josh Neighbors is going to join us from uh, the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. And so we'll visit with him a little bit later uh, in the program. And as we mentioned, we'll talk some McLennan basketball. The head coach of the uh, Highlanders, Kevin Gill, will be a part of the program today. So we got a lot of things going on. But first we say good morning to Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are you, buddy? Outstanding. How are you? Uh, I'm terrific. I, I think it would be fair. I think we for we, we got to do the full disclosure thing. So last week, Ward was a little under the weather. Ward and I work in very close proximity. So Ward got me sick. Oh, let's yeah, just, that's let's it. Just, let's just cut to the chase. Ward got me sick. Uh-huh. So Sunday afternoon, I started feeling a little poorly. You know, it's nothing, nothing crazy you know sore throat a little little sore throat you know that little tickle you get you know uh and then the cough and and all that kind of stuff slight fever just a slight fever but you know worked through it monday and tuesday and and and, you know felt fine today i feel pretty good uh but last night my wife says hey you've got to take a covid test i said all right i'm you know three years ago this would have been called a common cold uh, right. But I so I, I, t- I took the home test thing, you know, and sure enough, it came up as a positive. So we thought that we should we should separate a little bit here. So I'm doing my portion of the program from the uh, from the from the house. Uh, we're uh, we got a little upstairs TV room type deal, and so I'm strategically located at the house. Hey, and I'll tell you, Ward. Doing the show in your PJs and, and all, that's not a bad deal. Oh, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, it's, if you can get it. If you can get <laughs> it. So, yeah, it's, 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 no. Uh, so we're, we're doing that. And then hopefully I'm going to get in to, to see my doctor. And, and again, today, this is the best I felt since last Sunday. But the test did come up positive. And, you know, you know what you do. You, you quarantine. You do what you got to do to, to, to take care of others. So, that's that's what we're doing, but uh, anyway. So if we have a little delay or whatever, that uh, that may be the case. Now we were, I, I, we got to do a little technical work here. Ward, you said you heard a little noise. Do you still hear it? I do. Huh? I don't. Crazy, crazy. Uh, and I don't. Maybe we can we can do some configuring on it a, l- a little bit later, uh, and get this thing rolling. I, you know, one thing I am uh, able to do, Ward, is, is is look at the CNC Collision Center text line. One we missed late yesterday as we were wrapping up. You know, we we spent a lot of time talking about the Cowboys yesterday, 
And one we missed late yesterday was Dallas needs to clean up the BS penalties, get Pollard to RB1, get rid of Williams, address the quarterback position, and get some blinds for that massive window. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pretty good detail. I, I thought that was I thought TJ spent some time on that and and we appreciate it, TJ. Thanks so much. Did you get to see the basketball game last night? Or I, yesterday? I, I keep saying last night, but it was really yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, yeah. It it was uh Baylor played well. And you know, they did some things differently. Uh you know, they got the ball in the paint. Uh and it, and I mean, by design of their half-court offense. Uh, in fact, Chama Chachwa ended up with 10 points in the ball game, and, and Flo Thumb, I think, had four in the game. So early in the game, they were able to get, they were able to get the ball inside and get it down low. And, and you're right. There's all kinds of things that went into this game. I, I, and we'll talk about the game in, in detail coming up in our next segment. But I don't know how you feel. I think that was clearly their most important win of the season and maybe their most impressive win of the season, considering all the things that went into that game. And we'll detail those things for you in the next segment. We'll also hear part of the postgame conversation with John Morris and and uh, Coach Scott Drew. We'll do that in, in the next segment as well. But what what'd you think? I mean, I, because of all of the things that were going on, I thought that was a huge, huge basketball game for the Bears I agree I you know you we talked about it yesterday going into it that this was a game that they really needed to get off the skid they needed to play well and they needed to get a, a win on the road and and that's tough to do in the Big 12 it's it's tough to go on the road and, and win in this league and and we see that night in and night out throughout this league but uh, they needed to play well more than anything else and I think they did and you know they they got back to doing some things that you know, they, they weren't able to do the last previous two games. Played really, really good defense and shut West Virginia down when they needed to, and and they were able to withstand that run of West Virginia and be able to get back on track. You know, Scott Drew said that. He said he was so proud of his team the way they played. And, yeah, you you, you want to win, and you're, and you're glad you got, you got that road victory over West Virginia. But the fact of the matter is the way they came out and played, the intensity in which they played, and guys playing in different spots and having different things to do. Flagler at the point. Flagler had to play, play the point. Bonner came in and, uh, and got a lot of minutes, and he actually played the point some. Uh, it was guys doing things that they're not normally asked to do, but because of the injury, when you got, when you got a starter, you got your quarterback for, for that matter. I mean, he's your point guard. Uh, sitting on the bench, and then you got uh, you know you got your 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 sixth man sitting on the bench in street clothes. Guys are going to have to do some different things, and, and they knew that going in. So game plan wise, I thought they did a great job getting them ready to play, and then they went out and executed the plan, and they did it on the road, and they got another road game coming up Saturday. So uh, yeah, that was to me that was a huge huge basketball game, and we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, one of the other things we're going to talk about today, Ward, is the Baylor women's basketball team. Do you think they remember where the Ferrell Center is located? <laughs> they may need a map to get there today. I don't know. That's, They're in it they, tonight, right? Yeah, they have they have not been there yet in Big 12 play. How about that? And, and look, and I know they were they had some games scheduled, but because of the COVID, they those games had to be postponed. They're rescheduled for later 
And so with, with that happening, Nikki Collins' team has played three conference games, and all three have been away from the Ferrell Center. They've been on the road, so there's that's that's a tough that's a tough go. But look, they're they're coming home, and they're going to be in the Ferrell Center tonight. Boy, it would be cool to see a great crowd there tonight, and uh, and see what's and, and, and to give them the the support and and uh, and see how that thing goes when they play tonight in the Ferrell Center. So we'll get into that game a little bit as well, uh, and. and I know you keep up with the coaching carousel. Hopefully we'll have time to talk about this later in the program, but uh, former Cowboy linebacker Ken Norton Jr. was let go yesterday as the defensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks. I always thought he did a great job as an assistant, I think, in San Francisco, an assistant in Seattle. What do you think about Ken Norton Jr. as a defensive coach? I think he's he's a good defensive coach. I'm not sure that he is a great defensive coordinator, but as as far as a a coach being able to 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 do some things on the defensive side, I, I think he's very good. Um, I don't know that he's had all the pieces he needs as a defensive coordinator. He's had some success in that position, but I I do think he's a good defensive coach. Well, I, I guess what I'm getting at, if if uh, Dan Quinn does depart Dallas, is is he a because he knows the expectations here? He heck, he won a Super Bowl here. Is is he a is he a candidate uh, for that job? In your opinion, uh, I, I think he'll be a consideration. I, I think if Dan Quinn leaves, I think the first call that Jones makes is Mike Zimmer. And, and that's you know it's a good point. Uh, Zim's now available in, because he's no longer with the Minnesota Vikings. And he was, he coordinated here, didn't he, once before? Yes. I know he was on the staff. I'm I just trying to remember if he actually coordinated here. I think he did, yes. So, uh, so yeah, so that, you know, so you got some options. And is there somebody on the staff that that would, would garner a promotion from position coach to D.C.? I, I, first of all, well, here's the problem with that. I, I think if Dan Quinn gets a head job, part, he takes some guys with him. Yeah, he? part of that staff on the defensive side is going to go with him. Yeah, that's a bad deal if that happens. So, is is are the Cowboys, the Jones family, are they prepared to write a check to make sure that he doesn't leave? That's a great question. I, I don't know. I, I think the first check they're going to try to to write, and I think you think the same thing is to. Kellen Moore. I know. And every time I talk about that, you get excited, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm thrilled. <laughs> but at some point, does Kellen Moore want that opportunity? Dan Quinn's already gone down that trail. I mean, yeah, that might be what... the only that might be the only thing that that saves it is it that, you know, he he's been there, done that. And maybe he's still not ready to just jump in to any situation just to be a head coach in this league again. Maybe maybe he is where he wants to be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I feel like that it has to be the right situation for Dan Quinn to be able to jump off into that. I, I don't think he wants to go into a a situation where, you know, it's going to be very, very difficult and his back's against the wall completely uh, to, to get a team turned around. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 something that – you know, he has to look down and, and see if if that's the road he wants to take or not. 
you know, I, I did see where Michael Parsons put out a plea to Dan Quinn to, to stay in Dallas yesterday. How about that? That tells you what players think of him, huh? Absolutely. And, and here's the deal, and you know this and more than, than the rest of us, but everything you hear about the head coaching position is it's more of a organizational type job. It's handle the, you know, handle the PR stuff, uh, you know, handle, handle coaching the coaches and that kind of thing. It's not get in the, in, in the weeds with the players. And now he's able to coordinate just the de- defensive side of the football. He's able to coach football again. Head coaches in the NFL don't do a ton of coaching, do they? Well, I don't. There's I don't think they. Yeah, uh, there is, and there is some that are that are pretty hands on. I mean, we've seen that in the past, where you know they they get in there and and they make sure that things are going the the right way. Now, is Mike McCarthy that coach? I don't think so. I mean, you know, either that or he's okay with the, how Kellen Moore is calling the game, and I just again I I refuse to believe that, but. Uh, I still believe that he was hired on the precedence that, you know, okay, you can have this job, but you have to stay out of Kellen Moore's way. And again, if there if there are things like that placed on you, then he, that's his fault for taking that job. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent that it's his fault. If you're going to make me responsible, then you've got to give me the authority to run it my way. And if I don't do the job that you want, then okay, you move me down the road. But you can't you can't put handcuffs on and say, okay, here's what you're going to do, uh, go get it done. I mean, it's not going to work. And, and well, we, we talked about it yesterday for 25 years; it hasn't worked. So, not to the degree that that uh, the expectations of Cowboys uh, Cowboy fans would would want it to work. Well, absolutely uh, so not. That, you know, it, also, I didn't realize this till till last night when I was just looking around. You realize since 1995, we talked about their three and ten in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You realize that the Houston Texans have more wins since 1995 than the Dallas Cowboys. More postseason victories than the Cowboys. Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Well, it's it's been futile, and a lot of those games have been at home. That's that's another one of the frustrations. Is you, man, you're not ever going to win at a high level if you can't win postseason games in your own stadium, and they haven't been able to do that. So, I don't know. Uh, it, it is crazy. Seven fourteen. We're fourteen minutes after seven o'clock. We are off and running. Our seven o'clock hour this morning is brought to you in part by Good Feet. See what Good Feet can do for you with a free arch support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Baylor basketball game. Big win. Big win over West Virginia. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. A cold front moves through today, and that means a mix of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy and warm, a high of 74 degrees. Tonight, we feel the effects of the cold front with cloudy skies, blustery conditions, and lows falling to 28. And keep the heavy coat handy for tomorrow, mostly cloudy with highs struggling to hit 40 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long 
on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center this Wednesday hosting Oklahoma State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Join Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. What I want, you got that it might be hard to handle. But like a flame that burns a candle. But can't defeat the flame. All right, 18 minutes after 7. 7.18, good morning on a Wednesday. Tom and Ward, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Bears moved to 16-2 and two last night with a 77-68 with a, uh, victory over the West Virginia Mountaineers. Now, stop and think about the whole, and, and again, I, I get it. There's nobody in, in this league going to feel sorry for, for Baylor, and, and Baylor's not going to feel sorry for anybody else that's going through tough times. But you dropped two games last week. Not only did you drop two games last week, you dropped two home games last week. You go on the road. It's a tough travel when you uh, when you go to West Virginia, when you go to Morgantown. You're taking on Bob Huggins in the, in the West Virginia Mountaineers. They got 13 wins on the season, just a couple of losses. You got 12,000 people screaming at you. It's, it's a tough environment to play in. 
You're without your starting point guard in James Akinjo, and you're without your uh, your sixth man, uh, Sohan, coming off the bench. You've got a lot of things working against you. Yet, Ward, they went in there, and they played really, really well, and they played with a different – they had to use a different game plan than they than they normally do, and, and guys had to play in different spots, do different things, Flagler at the point, guys off the bench uh, that you don't normally see. Saw Jordan Turner for a minute in 45 uh, yesterday afternoon, and you also had some guys that, quite frankly, got into foul trouble, and you're wondering, uh-oh, are they going to be able to make it – to, to the end of the game. I mean, you had a couple of guys with four fouls. So there's a lot of things working against them, but yet they found a way to get it done. They did. And, you you know, you talk about Meyer. He, he was one of the guys that got that fourth foul with uh, with a few minutes left in the ball game. And he was kind of one that put them on the back and, and let them stretch that lead to 10 points uh, from what he was doing on the offensive end and defensive end. I, I thought a couple of those were cheap fouls that he got there uh, under five minutes to go in the game, but uh, they were able to fight through it and stretch that lead and, and come away with a comfortable win. Well, you, you mentioned Matthew Meyer, boy, and he hasn't shot the ball the way he has shot it in the past, but he lit it up yesterday. He had 20 points uh, in the ball game, which is a career high for Baylor, and uh, L.J. Cryer had 25, which is also a uh, career high. So you had guys step up and do things. Flagler moved to the point, you know, and, and look, with that defense, that's that's stressful. I mean, they're guarding you from the time you, that you inbound the ball to the time you shoot the ball. So that's that's a stressful situation. And Flagler handled handled it well, and uh, and he got it going offensively a little bit and, and produced 14 points. But you know, Dale Bonner off the bench, 26 minutes, uh, 25 minutes and 38 seconds uh, of game time for Dale Bonner. So. Uh, it, it, look! Look how many guys contributed and and, and what they did and, and how they did it. And I thought uh, I, I thought Chachua had a, had a good game, didn't you? Oh yeah, I do too. I, I think he played very very well. And, and you know, look, they all played well, and some of them played out of position. So you know, when you get a team that can that can fight through adversity, go on a, go on the road in a hostile environment, play out of position, and still be able to be successful. It, You've got something going on. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua had 10 points. And, and uh, David Kay from the Baylor Media Relations Department points out that when Jonathan scores 10 points, Baylor's 13-0 and 0 this season. So, and he got 10, and, and then uh, Famba got four. And, and a lot of that was in design half-court plays for those guys. Uh, you know, you had those guys cutting to the basket right down the lane. And, and finishing strong, and boy, that especially early, and, and that was huge. Uh, you know, trying to find some offense, and I thought he, but and I think Pat Nunley said it uh, that Chachua gave him some energy coming in off the bench early in that game because, again, man, you're in, you, you're playing, you're playing, guys are playing out of position and, and asked to do different things, and there's twelve thousand plus that are right on top of you getting after you, so. Uh, he, he gave him some energy, and it was it was nice to see. Yeah, they played well, and were able to fight through that, like we said. But you know, here's the deal: you you've got to continue that and find a way for these guys to be comfortable in those positions because we don't know when when the two guys are going to be back that they've been counting on. Great point, 
And what it does do when they do come back, it gives you some more versatility because guys are now comfortable doing different things. Maybe you spend some time letting Flagler play the point and giving uh, uh, Akinjo a, a breather, uh, for, you know, because he plays a lot of minutes when he's when he's healthy. So maybe you're able to do that and you feel a little more comfortable in those roles. It, it creates some more versatility with your basketball team. Now, they're having to create it because they have to. I mean, these guys are out right now. But when they come back, I think it gives them some more options and some more opportunities. It's a great point. You know, you be able to know that they can do the job if needed be and not necessarily need to, you know, hold it down, you know, the way they're asked to be holding it down right now. Just get in there, give us a few minutes so we can get a breather and stay fresh, and, and that might work down the stretch for them. After the game, Scott Drew uh, sat down and, and talked with uh, with John Morris and Pat Nunley. Coach, what a win in this type of environment. Congratulations. Well, to you. well, uh, um, you know, you never uh, are given a win against a Bob Huggins team. You have to earn it. And I thought we came out, and uh, the preparation was tremendous, uh, being shorthanded. The guys really stepped up, and I thought we got off to a great start, which was critical. Yeah. Then we showed a lot of heart character coming back when a lot of teams uh, would have folded in that situation. And we actually uh, uh, finished the game unlike we did the last two games. And I thought the bench was tremendous. James, Jeremy, uh, Langston really gave us all they had on the bench as well as everybody else. So it was a great, great team win. And obviously uh, uh, Matt Meyer had a great game and um, did a great job uh, uh, taking high percentage shots. You can hear the excitement and the energy in all of their voices. I mean, that, that, was, that was a big win and, and for several reasons. First and foremost, they needed to stop the two-game skid. They're on the road, and they're going to continue on the road this Saturday. So uh, and they're going into Norman to take on Oklahoma this Saturday, and, and the Sooners are coming off a, uh, a tough loss to Kansas last night. We'll talk about that coming up a little later on. So it was a big win for the Bears in the uh, – the audio, by the way, is uh, courtesy of the Baylor Radio Network in Learfield, and we uh, appreciate that. By the way, you, you mentioned Matt Meyer and, and his three-point uh, three shooting ability. Uh, here's a call from, from John to, to kind of give you an idea of just how Matthew's night went last night. Prior to Meyer, three left corner, Ooh. it's good. How about Meyer with a salute to the crowd on the other side. Matt Meyer has 11 in the half, and the Bears lead by 15. Just what you said, he was a big spark for this basketball team. He was. He played really, really good, and, you know, you, you, you got to have those guys that step up in those situations and are able to – not carry the team on their back, but able to just kind of lead the team and, and be able to hit some big shots like that, stretch the lead, and, and then get back and play defense. Absolutely. Big win. Big win for the Bears, 77-68. And, again, they continue on the road this Saturday afternoon. They're going to be in Norman to take on the Sooners. That is, a, uh, I believe, a 2 o'clock tip and a one thirty broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. Monday night, the McLennan Highlanders took on their rival Temple down in Temple lost that ball game. No, uh, no rest for the weary. They're right back at it tonight against Collin, and we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to head coach Kevin Gill coming up in just a few minutes and get his thoughts uh, not only on on the Monday night game but uh, look ahead to tonight's game against Collin. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, let's talk a little bit about Morrison's gifts and and guys, uh, just 
just a few weeks away is Valentine's. Don't get caught, uh, you know, a couple days before Valentine's in, in scramble mode trying to get things done. Get yourself on over to Morrison's Gifts. Tell them what you're looking for. Well, maybe you don't know what you're looking for. Tell them you're looking for a Valentine's gift and you have no clue what you want. Let them take over. They're going to they're gonna ask you a few questions. They're going to kind of get a kind of get a feel for what's going on, and then they're going to point you in the right direction. They've been doing it since 1979. They're Waco's gift store for every occasion, including those those special holidays. They've got uh, John Hart leather goods. They've got uh, Consuela products. They've got candles and jewelry and T-shirts and key rings. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know, they could even build you a gift basket. You give them a dollar figure and let them go to town. Uh, and they'll get it done for you. And then it's going to be gift wrapped beautifully. They're going to do that absolutely free. It, 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 I love it. I'll just be honest with you. I love going there. I love the, the fact that I don't have to do a lot of a lot of the legwork. They do it for me. It's Morrison's Gifts. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. They're right next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Norman to take on OU this Saturday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor men's basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated best Mexican restaurant in Waco, home of the famous purple margarita and famous chili con queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor got back in the win column with a 77-68 win at West Virginia. The Baylor women are at home tonight hosting Oklahoma State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as McLennan hosts Collin County. The women's game starts at 5. The men tip at 7. Several Central Texas teams are ranked this week in the TABC basketball polls on the boys' side. Midway is number 20 in 6A, Conley is 9th, and La Vega 16 in 4A, and Lorena is 12 in 3A. On the girls' side, La Vega is 8th in 4A, and Academy 23rd in 3A. The Big 12 may add four teams before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. The league is considering two divisions of seven teams if that occurs. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. Hey, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us as we uh, roll through this. Wednesday morning. Uh, joined now by the head basketball coach of the McLennan Highlanders, Coach Kevin Gill. Kevin, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. How are you? Terrific. We appreciate your time, Kevin. Uh, you know, w- we live in a in a strange time uh, with 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 the COVID virus, and and unfortunately for for your basketball program, you, you had the holidays and you had the COVID situation. So, talk a little bit about that. You guys were shut down for quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it ended up being a double whammy. Uh, you know, we had, uh, the holiday break, which, uh, we went 26 days without, uh, playing a game. And then, uh, once the guys got back from the holiday break, we were supposed to play Angelina, uh, which would have been a good test for us. Uh, we played them in a good game over at their place, uh, on the road. And then they were supposed to come over here and, uh, the Monday before we were supposed to play them on that Friday, they called me and uh, they had COVID. So uh, we had to scramble around and we found a prep team and uh, we played that game with probably uh, about three of our guys missing. And then uh, the next Monday, uh, we uh, have to shut it down because we have uh, several guys that uh, test positive And then, you know, we had guys that had to uh, uh, quarantine. So, uh, that was 18 days after that. So, uh, before we played our first game conference game on Wednesday, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I've been coaching a long time and this is the first time I've had to deal with it to this extent. But, um, uh, you know, like I tell the guys, I mean, all we can do is control what we can control. And I, what I was curious about is not, not necessarily the games, but just not being able to get on the floor and practice. How, how has that, uh, or how how did that affect your, your team when you finally got on the floor Monday night? Um, you know, we were we had like eight guys where we could go up and down just a little bit, not uh, full court, but uh, you know, in the half court set. And but you can't do anything five on five. So uh, then you have the other guys that come in, and uh, you could tell there was a difference. Uh, you know, just in timing and rhythm and. It was going to be that regardless because of the long layoff for the Christmas holidays. But then, uh, you know, to compound that with the COVID problem, uh, you could just tell just the uh, 
timing, uh, the rhythm, uh, some of the guys having to uh, quarantine, and some of them had COVID. So uh, it, it, it affected them, but, you know, uh, you, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, it's on to the next. And now, uh, you know, with us postponing those three games, uh, we're playing Monday, Wednesday, Saturday for the next month. And that's going to be tough, but uh, you got to uh, go with the hand that you dealt with. Coach, how do you get in game shape being able to do that? I mean, is that part of the process that you lay off in practice a little bit and you just try to work your way into it in game time just so your legs can stay underneath you a little bit? Um, when they first got back, uh, you know, the, when we had everybody, you know, we had to ease those guys into it because, uh, you know, some of those guys, uh, we're out 10 days without doing anything and some of them were sick and then out 10 days. So we kind of had to ease them into it because if you try to go full blast then uh, you know, you could run into other problems. So uh, yeah, we just kind of have to ease our way into it. And uh, we got a tough opponent tonight. We got Colin area 10th in the country and uh, you know, they're a good offensive team, but uh, they play pretty good defense too. So um I just think we're just going to have to, you know, take it one game at a time and just keep uh, plugging away. And uh, it's a long season, but, uh, you know, it's a highly competitive conference and it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Kevin, with three games a week for the next month, does, does that alter how you use your players, your rotations? Does that change it at all? Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, Typically, you know, you go with your top seven, eight, maybe nine guys, but now you're going to have to go a little deeper because uh, those guys, um, you know, just don't have what they had at the beginning. So we're just going to have to use a little more depth because uh, we, you know, we're a defensive-based team and we're going to have to be able to pressure the ball because if we don't, uh, you know, we just that's just the way we play. So. Uh, Using all that energy, we're going to have to have more guys. So uh, we told those guys, and we pretty much played a lot like that this year where, you know, we used a lot of depth, but uh, it's really going to have to come into form. Normally, by conference time, you have your rotation set, but now uh, we're kind of like mid-season, uh, not even mid-season, uh, pre-conference. So, uh, you know, we're just going to have to go with the flow and see how it lands. How do you figure out that rotation? You, you just mentioned just go with the flow. I mean, you have an idea going in, but is it a game-to-game situation on maybe somebody has the hot hand, so you have to try to ride them a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's all about productivity. Productivity. Uh, when you're on the floor, uh, you have to be able to produce. And producing not uh, necessarily means to score. You know, rebounding, uh, you know, really guarding, taking charges, getting loose balls, uh, assists, just doing – things that help you win ball games and uh, like I tell the guys I mean the best way to stay on the floor is uh, you know be productive I mean produce if you're producing you'll be on the floor uh, but you just can't uh, subtract when you get in the game you got to be able to add something visiting with uh, McClellan head coach Kevin Gill Kevin you mentioned Collin County coming in to, uh, tonight uh, give us a scouting report on this team well uh, they're not a really big team uh, you know they have you know couple guys that are six five six six and maybe one six seven but uh what they really do is spread you out and they can shoot the ball i mean they shoot it at a high clip 
Uh, they rely on the three-point shot, and they want to spread you out. Uh, and then on the defensive end, they're going to uh, switch everything. So they're going to try to make it tough for you to get an open shot, and they want to make you beat you. Want make uh, you beat them by uh, taking the ball to the basket and uh, taking tough twos. So uh, we just got to really uh, try to use our defense as our offense. Let our defense turn into our offense and score in transition, and then be able to, uh, you know, really uh, run good offense and uh, make shots. I mean, that's the bottom line: uh, making shots and making foul shots. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, I know it's game day, and I know you're busy on game day, and we uh, we do appreciate your time. Kevin, thanks so much, and, uh, and good luck tonight. We appreciate you guys for all you do. Have a great day. That is uh, Kevin Gill, the head basketball coach of the McLennan Highlanders, 10th-ranked Collin County in tonight as the Highlanders play their second, just their second conference game of the season, Ward. Uh, you know, they've, again, with uh, with the COVID situation, both the men and the women have been sidelined uh, for several days. So they uh, have kind of fallen behind in, in getting those conference games played. So it, it, I was looking at the schedule. It's three games a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, for the next month to try to get caught up. And, and uh, it will begin tonight if you're looking for something fun to do. Uh, Five o'clock this afternoon, it'll be the um, Highlanders, or High Lassies, rather, taking on Collin at uh, 5 o'clock and then the Highlanders at 7 o'clock against Collin County. So uh, that's out at the, the McLennan Gym. So there you go. All right, uh, 741. We're uh, 19 now away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we talk about City Ranch Boot Company. And they've got a brand new location. Look, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. They have product right there in the store, and it is a beautiful store, by the way. And you can shop right off the shelf, or you can do like Ward is going to do for me, and, and he's going to, to have them custom made. And, and how does that work? Well, Ward's going to go in there, and he's going to choose the skin that he thinks that I like, and then he's going to choose the design, which would be our, our station logo. And, and then he's going, to, you know, he's going to create that perfect pair of boots for me. Or, or a belt, or a wallet, or a handbag. And I'm just so appreciative of Ward for doing that. Uh, with over 30 years in the leather industry, Jay Kelly and his team do an outstanding job, and, and they know exactly what they're doing. You can design the boots for, for any occasion, really. I mean, you know, I, Jay was telling us that some people give them as, as, uh, as, as wedding gifts or, or things of that nature, or, you know, a, a, Maybe you're maybe you're going to have a sales contest, and and the winner is going to receive a new pair of boots with the with the store logo on it, or whatever the case may be. You can incorporate your your ranch brand. I mean, you know, you, you whatever the case may be, you can get it done at uh, at City Ranch Boot Company. You know, it, it's it's a pretty simple deal. Custom design, locally owned and operated, family owned and operated. And, of course, made right here in Texas. How can you go wrong? And Jay and his folks have, have done a terrific job jumping right into the middle of the community and being a part of this thing, and it's really cool to see. So they're, uh, they're at 10267 North River Crossing. You're saying, well, where exactly is that? Well, when you, when you go out of Highway 6, you get to the intersection of Highway 6 and 185. If you, if you turn left, you're going to go to Crawford. If you turn right, you're going to go to China Springs. So turn right, and then out on your left will be the uh, Joko building, and they're right there. And you're going to love this uh, this store. You can check them out online, by the way, 
at cityranchboot.com. Also, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. And if you got a question, I'll give them a call, 254-855-7225, 855-7225 for City Ranch Boot Company. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some old Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at universalwindowscentraltexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor got back in the win column with a 77-68 win at West Virginia. The Baylor women are at home tonight hosting Oklahoma State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as McLennan hosts Collin County. The women's game starts at 5. The men tip at 7. Several Central Texas teams are ranked this week in the TABC basketball polls on the boys' side. 
Midway is number 20 in 6A. Conley is 9th and La Vega 16 in 4A. And Lorena is 12 in 3A. On the girls' side, La Vega is 8th in 4A and Academy 23rd in 3A. The Big 12 may add four teams before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. The league is considering two divisions of seven teams if that occurs. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back in the game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Drive safely if you are out and about here on this uh, Wednesday morning, headed to work or maybe taking the, the kiddos to school. Be careful in and around those school zones. Ward, we uh, we talked a lot this morning so far about the Bears and their victory on the road at West Virginia. We talked about the difficulty of not only winning on the road, but winning on the road in this league. It, it, it really is a difficult situation yet last night there were four games in the big 12 and three of the road teams came away with victories yeah that's that shows you the parity of this league doesn't it it it, it does and but it is surprising when you look up and you see three road teams winning out of four games the only the only team at home to hold serve were the texas tech red raiders yeah, it was a big win for the Red Raiders, 72-60 to 60 over number 15, Iowa State. And, of course, Tech sitting at number 18. But, you know, they needed that. They needed to get back on the other side. They had the two big wins, and then they tripped up on Saturday, and they were able to get back on the right side of the column uh, last night uh, against a very good Iowa State team. Yeah, yeah, and it was a, it was a big win for, for Tech, as you mentioned, to get them to 4-2 and two in the league. The Iowa State's a really good basketball team, a really good basketball team, and they're sitting there at two and four in the conference. It's uh, it just goes to show you just how difficult it is. Kansas went into Norman, and they beat OU, but it was it was a it was a dogfight the whole game, 67-64, the final. The Jayhawks win to move to four and one in the league. Uh, Kansas State goes to Austin. Stop and think about that. Texas uh, went into the game last night at three and two. And uh, Kansas State winning the game at one and four, and Kansas State on the road beats the Longhorns sixty six sixty five. You just don't know night in and night out what's going to happen in this league. You don't, and, and Kansas State sneaky good. I mean, that's a couple of big wins for them right now. Absolutely, and I was you know, and then tonight now there's one game in the league tonight, and it's TCU and the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. So, but last night there were four games played. And the road team, including Baylor going into Morgantown, three of the of the four road teams win their games last night. I was looking at the standings uh, in the Big Twelve, and I know, and again we're early, but Ward, every team is above five hundred uh, for the season, and that just goes to show you how good the league is. I mean, when when the last place team in this league is. 10 and 7 overall. That just goes to show you just how good the conference is and, and, and consistently is. Well, it, it, that's it. it. It's consistent. And the parity is, is certainly there. And that's why this is the bit best conference in, in the country. And if you're able to escape this conference and, and come out on the other side, 
you're a good basketball team one, but you're also you're you're battle tested and you can play with anybody in the country. I I've heard Scott Drew say it several times and I heard Jay Billis say it I think last night. I think it was Jay Billis that said it on the telecast last night. Just about every time you go on the floor in the Big Twelve, you're really you're really playing an NCAA game because look, you're gonna have seven, maybe eight of the ten teams will be in the NCAA tournament. So you're playing NCAA caliber postseason games just about every night you play a league game. That's a great point. I mean, you know, again, that's that goes to being battle tested and getting ready for tournament play, and that's what you're trying to do right now. I mean, that's 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 why we talk about conference tournaments. Yeah, that's cute and it's everything, but you want to finish strong in this con in the regular season conference. Conference tournament or for those teams that may be on the bubble trying to fight their way into the dance. For you, if you take care of your business, you're already set up to where you want to be, and so that tournament doesn't mean a whole lot. You need to get that rest maybe or, you know, just, just play, you know, however you can to, to, to survive that conference tournament. But the big picture is get ready for the dance. And so, you know, it, it may come down to, you know, if there's seven teams in this, and let's just say, okay, Kansas State is, is on the bubble. Well, they go in and win that conference tournament, then there's eight teams in. And, and they're certainly capable of it just by watching what they're doing right now in the Big 12. That's a great point because if, if something like that happens, if, if one of those couple of teams that, that you know, on the fence or, or, or out go in and win that postseason tournament, uh, that's just going to push another bubble team from a different league out of there. They're not going to push a Big 12 team out. Uh, it, it, the league's just too good, and, the, and those RPIs and, and, and SOSs, strength of schedules, they're, they're just too good to push somebody else out. So somebody – you know, one of those mid in one of those mids, they're they're going to get pushed out. Uh, so th- that's that's a great point. Is there a, is is there is and I and I man, we're still early, but is there is there a team that's kind of surprising to you right now? I would tell you for me, it's the fact that a fourteen and four Iowa State team is two and four in the league. Yeah, that's that is a surprise. Um, I you know I I think Texas Tech is is a pleasant surprise uh, for me um, because you know coaching change and everything you don't know what's going to happen there, but they've been able to to pick up the pieces and and maybe maybe playing a little bit better uh, right now than they were even last year under Chris Beard, and so I I think that that that's a little bit of a surprise for them to just pick up and, and be as good as they are and, and be able to to knock off some some big boys in this, including the number one Baylor. And, and look, he's been around a while and, and has done a great job and, and was it was a superb assistant, but it's different when you're calling the shots. And it looks like the, that the players have bought in, and, and this is a really good basketball team in Texas Tech. You know, it, it may go to show that maybe he had his fingerprints on that program a little bit more than we thought with Chris Beard, even as a head coach. That's a great point. You know, some of the some of the day to day X's and O's fell in his lap. You know, and and uh, it, well, they're fourteen and four overall. And they're four and two of the league. Enough said, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. And look, Kansas is Kansas, and we knew that Kansas would be back and they would be able to do it. But I I, I feel like 
that this is a really, really underrated good basketball team right now. Well, yeah, Kansas at fifteen and two, Baylor at sixteen and two, Tech at fourteen and four. You know, that's just to name a couple of them. I mean, everybody is having a terrific year. Uh, you know, some would like to have a few more W's uh, than L's, but uh, like I said, when when you look at the entire league, top to bottom, from from the very top to the very bottom, they're all. Uh, they're all plus on the plus side of 500, and and that just goes to show you how good the conference is, top to bottom. And you better be ready to play every night. Well, just look at last night's get teams: Baylor at 16 and two, their two losses in the Big 12. West Virginia at 13 and four, three of those losses in the Big 12. Kansas, they're 15 and two, one of those losses in the Big 12, and then Oklahoma, they're 12 and six, four of those losses. In the Big 12, so they only lost two out of conference. Iowa State's only lost two out of conference. Uh, they're 14 and four. Two of those losses in the Big 12. Tech 14 and four. Two of those losses in the Big 12. And you just go down through throughout them all. Even 13 and five. Texas, they're three and two in conference play. So two of their losses there in the Big 12. They lost three out of the Big 12. But that's that's the most anybody's lost out of the Big 12 in the entire conference. That goes to show you how tough this conference is. Well, yeah, just about every night that you go on the floor of the league, your RPI is going to go up. Whether you win or lose, whether you're at home or on the road, your RPI is going to go up because you're playing a you're playing a top 10, top 15, top 20 at worst caliber uh, basketball team. So uh, your RPI improves based off of your opponent in the league. So uh it, it really, I just thought it was so interesting last night because we all talk about how, how difficult it is to win on the road, but yet we had three road wins. So there you go. Uh, 7.57, we're three minutes away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's uh, send it back to John Morris. He's got this morning's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, the Baylor men win a big road game in Morgantown, plus the Baylor women in action tonight in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-size hail and baseball-size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball snapped out of a two-game skid with a 77-68 win last night in Morgantown over West Virginia. The Bears led by L.J. Criers, 25 points in the game. Matt Meyer had 20. Adam Flagler, 14 for the victory, the 16th of the year for the Bears, now 4-2 and two in Big 12 conference play. After the game, we visited with head coach Scott Drew. Coach, what a win in this type of environment. Congratulations. Well, to you. well, uh, um, you know, you never uh, are given a win against a Bob Huggins team. You have to earn it. And I thought we came out and uh, the preparation was tremendous, uh, being shorthanded. The guys really stepped up and I thought we got off to a great start, which was critical. Yeah. Then we showed a lot of heart character coming back when a lot of teams uh, would have folded in that situation. And we actually uh, uh, finished the game unlike we did the last two games. And I thought the bench was tremendous. James, Jeremy, uh, Langston really gave us all they had on the bench as well as everybody else. So it was a great, great team win. And obviously uh, uh, Matt Meyer had a great game and um, did a great job uh, uh, taking high percentage shots. Now tell everybody, uh, James and Jeremy and uh, Langston, they had a role today, didn't they? All were assigned to certain duty. All of them performed <laughs> it well. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, it takes a team to win. And uh, you get a win like this, it's, uh, it's huge. It stops uh, uh, that two-game losing skid. Um, allowed guys to step up, and uh, uh, I shouldn't have played James the last game. Really credit him for trying, but uh, um, I like this game prep a lot more, knowing what we had going in and what guys were going to do. And um, as I told James, really appreciate the hardy show last game. But let's get you well before we try to put you back out there. Scott Drew following last night's 77-68 win over West Virginia in Morgantown. The Bears now headed to Norman to play OU on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Baylor women back in action at home tonight in the Farrell Center, home for the first time in three weeks, hosting Oklahoma State on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 here on ESPN Central Texas for the Bears and the Cowgirls. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. to the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we uh, 
move into the second hour of the program. Our 8 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. You can drop by 7601 Imperial Drive to apply. And uh, we welcome into the program Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm well, guys. What a night of Big 12 hoops we had last night. Well, it was crazy, wasn't it? We were just talking about that. We, we, we talk so much about how difficult it is to win in this league and how difficult it is to win on the road in this league, yet you had three teams go on the road and win. Yeah, and I was, I was, most, I was most impressed with Kansas State. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys caught the end of that game, but they were going blow for blow, shot for shot with Texas last night. And Texas took a couple four or five-point leads later on in that game in Kansas, they had a response, whether it was Powell or Smith or Pock. I mean, that's, you know, that's supposed to be the worst team in the league. And now they've racked up two top 25 wins, one of which came on the road in the last few days. They beat Texas Tech at home on Saturday, and then they went on the road and beat Texas. So, you know, there, is, there are truly no off nights in this league. And, you know, we, had, we saw a couple teams had to really work to get road wins. Baylor had to work, and so did KU to get wins on the road last night. When you talk about this league being the best in the country and the parity in this league, that that example you just gave shows everything you need to know about this league. But, Josh, is there a danger of this league just chewing itself up to where they're going to be sitting there looking up going, "Uh uh-oh, what do we do here because of they're just beating each other up throughout the regular season? Are they still going to be okay because of RPI and everything else going into the tournament? Yeah, you know, there, there are so many schools of thought on the does the league chew itself up, right? Last year, um, it, it did to some extent, and it happened to the Big Ten, too, but I think there is something to the experience. Like, Baylor had to play all those games towards the back end of the season, and I know they didn't, you know, they, they didn't win the Big 12 tournament, but um, they were fine for the NCAA tournament. And to me this year, like if, if Kansas can keep playing really well, keep kind of playing at the clip they are, um, barring injury, and I know they're even dealing with injury right now. Remy Martin came back last night, but but barring a significant injury, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough to see them really faltering to a point where it's like they lose three in a row or three or four. It's very possible, but I think the quality of the top is going to be there. And I'm not sure if you're going to see Baylor lose back-to-back games very often the rest of the season. So I think in the middle of the league, it might bog those teams down. I think at the top, though, the quality is still going to be there. Josh, how, 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 how many teams can this league get in realistically? Well, now that Kansas State's ripping them off, I mean, they'd be 2-4 and four in the league, but they're 10-7, and seven, and they've got back-to-back top 25 wins. That's not something you can say for a lot of teams. So, look, I think the realistic expectation for them looking right now is kind of start with seven, right? You, you, Kansas and Baylor are going to be in. Texas Tech is going to be in. Iowa State is going to be in. We think Texas should end up being in. West Virginia has gotten off to a weird start, but I really definitely think that they're going to get in. Um, TCU's got a really good shot at making the NCAA tournament this year. The three teams that you have to consider are, are probably, at this point, Oklahoma State's clearly a no because we know that they, they can't be in the tournament. K 
Kansas State's going to have an uphill climb, but look, those back-to-back top 25 wins, it's not like Kansas State's lost a bunch of bad games. Um, that's not really the reality of their, of, their, of their resume at this point in time, but it's going to be an uphill climb for them. And then Oklahoma. Oklahoma's 2-4 and four in conference. They're 12-6 and six overall. A lot of change in Porter Mosier's first year, uh, but right now they're on a three-game losing streak, and they've lost four of five. They have Baylor at West Virginia, at Auburn coming up. So opportunities for nice wins, but they've got to achieve here some because they got one win against the ranked team in conference uh, play. That was against Iowa State. But the rest, albeit they've had a bunch of close calls, um, they, they have, you know, they, they're taking these losses right now. Also, they got a pretty bad loss to Butler as well in the non-conference. So I think for them, they're, Oklahoma always goes through a bubble team, even if Porter Bozier or not. It feels like they're always kind of on the bubble. Um, normally, I know last year that was not the case. But, yeah, it feels like if, if we're talking about eight teams, it might come down to Oklahoma and their success. Josh, when you look at the Texas Tech Red Raiders and what they've been able to do so far this season, and look, there's a long road to go, but is there a chance that Mark Adams might have had his fingerprints on this program more than anybody thought, even when Chris Beard was the head coach there? Well, I, you know, I was working Big 12 radio last week on SiriusXM, and we had Jeff Haxton on it. He said, this, this is Mark Adams' team. This is fully his program. And he's had his finger. You're, you're right. He's had his fingerprints all over them for a while. To me, the big thing is, like, they really haven't answered all the questions I want answered, and they're playing at a really high level. And they've been dealing with injuries, and they have been dealing, obviously, with a coaching change. But Mark Adams has this demeanor about him that I'm sure you guys have seen the the interview clips. He's a different cat, man. He's just a different cat, and and it's working. And the the buy-in is there. I mean, there was a lot of excitement around this group heading into the season. I think the non-conference asked some pretty legit questions of them. You know, they're, they're, they didn't have a ton of difficult games, but the Tennessee game, when you win a game like that, 57-52, it's a great win. But you have to ask, hey, if this team needs to go and get some buckets and win a game that way, can they? Gonzaga game asked the same. But then you see them rip off three straight wins. The loss to Kansas State was going to happen. They played four games in seven days. It was it was pretty untenable. But then they rebound at home last night against what I think is an awesome Iowa State team, and they played some great defense. Iowa State shot 55%, I think it was, against Texas on Saturday, and they had a rough night last night against Texas Tech. And that's, that's really what Texas Tech is. I mean, they're just a, a walking rough night. It's going to be tough when you go up against that good of a defense. Um, and so, you know, if they can get some of the scoring stuff ironed out, they've actually done a pretty decent job of that so far. Yeah, watch out. This could be a team with a couple decent scoring options and that defense that will travel. Uh, they, could, they could give some teams a lot of hell in the tournament and make a pretty deep run. Josh, I'm going to send you uh, I'm going to send you a curveball here and talk and uh, talk about the expansion and, and the departure of, of Texas and Oklahoma. It, that's gotten awfully quiet. Is there any word on when we're getting any kind of definitive word on when UT and OU will make their move to the SEC? Guys, I think the consensus right now is that, I mean, I don't have any inside knowledge, but the way people are talking, it feels like they're going to have to be here right now until the end of the grant rights. I'm sure you guys saw the division split news, and that that's the interesting part about this now is that the Big 12 Conference Power Brokers it seems like they're planning for not just, uh, you know, a 12-team Big 12, but they're going to plan for a 14-team Big 12. 
at least for a bit of time. And that's something that seems like it's going to be a, a legit um, happening here. I don't think Texas and Oklahoma should be any rush to get to the SEC at the moment. The price tag for leaving is far too high, in my opinion, for them to leave now. And also considering where each one of those programs is, at least in football, they should wait and they should build things up. And I think especially Oklahoma is going to be fine long-term. I think Texas right now, this is a, uh, a good recruiting class yet coming in and, and uh, we'll see what they can do with that. But I think all signs point to them hanging around until that grant of rights, until that television contract with Fox and ESPN runs out. So that's my expectation. I, I don't have any inside knowledge, but it doesn't seem like there's any momentum. That being said, the OU Texas news of them leaving did come out of nowhere, but now we do know the ramifications, at least financially, if they do leave. And I'm not sure that's something that the power brokers at OU and Texas want to deal with. So is there a big possibility we'll see the new teams entering this league sooner than later? I mean, is it going to be probably not next year, but maybe in, in, in 2023 we see those new teams start to filter into the Big 12? Yeah, I mean, BYU wants to join, BYU wants to join you know, as soon as possible. And, and obviously – uh, them being an independent uh, kind of cuts them loose with the in terms of uh, you know being accountable towards the conference. So yeah, I, I mean that I think I think that schedule holds. I think we see those teams not next season but the following season, and so that probably guarantees us at least one year of a 14 team Big 12. And then that asks the question of do you break up the divisions in a way that were OU and Texas? on opposite sides and once they leave it makes a seamless transition or do you say we're not letting these two teams potentially play in a big 12 championship game maybe in other sports as well too we'll just put them in the same division and then slide a team over once those two teams leave so it presents a bunch of fun and interesting questions that's good that's good uh, you know banter here but i think the schedules will kind of hold the way that we think they will. Uh, but, you know, this has been so unpredictable. I, I could look like a complete fool for saying that. But I feel like right now it's kind of where a lot of people are is the schedules will most likely hold, especially you know, with the um, playoff expansion happening. That, that money's not going to be there. One of the thoughts I had, Josh, because that's where I was kind of going with this whole thing, is once they are gone, is the, is the league interested in – going after a couple of more teams to fill those slots and keep it at a seven-team east and west or north and south or whatever they come up with? That's going to be the interesting question that they're faced with when they, once they do leave. Um, to, to me, you know, I, I would kind of, well, all this stuff is so time-sensitive. So, you know, you'd like to say, hey, what do you, what did you guys think about the divisions? What do you guys think about playing and how the schools kind of give you feedback? But in real time, you kind of have to be making these decisions. You know, you'd have to find worthwhile entities to add to the conference. The reason why UCF's got a massive alumni base that have had success. Cincinnati just made a college football playoff. Houston is located in the fourth largest uh, city in America. And then BYU, uh, we all know about the appeal of BYU. Massive fan base, big appeal. It's worthwhile bringing a school and a fan base like that into the fold. The question you have to ask yourself, guys, is where are other teams of that value? Where are other schools and programs and athletic departments that bring that kind of value? Are you making it 14 just to be 14 and suck up as much decent real estate, you know, adding a Boise, right, 
uh, sucking up as much of the, of the kind of uh, decent Power 5 or G5 teams, I should say, as possible? Or is there a real purpose to making it 14? Uh, if you're not adding revenue on with the extra teams, then I wouldn't do it. But, hey, maybe a, you know, maybe a Memphis and a Boise make a lot of sense for you moving forward. Uh, I think Memphis' future is going to be a really interesting thing to watch moving forward. But, yeah, that's that you have to weigh is are the entities we're adding valuable enough, and does it really matter to us that they are super valuable? Man, good stuff today, Josh. We appreciate it. Uh, what what are you working on on for the uh, for the podcast? So actually, uh, coming out right now, we've we've got the conversation about the split, what it looks like, suggestions, the Texas schools stay together, all kinds of storylines that we're going to debate on that one. So it should be a good uh, good conversation. Also, to talk about Gary Patterson, uh, I'm sure everybody saw pictures last night circulating. He's wearing the Texas stuff. A good conversation about GP and his future, and and what it looks like for him at, at Texas. If, well, you know, it feels like it's inevitable now. But when he, if slash if he does take a job there as an analyst, as always, it is a pleasure, Josh. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, talk to you guys next time. See you. We'll see you. That is a Josh neighbor from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Twelve. Good stuff, Ward. It's it's man. There's more questions than answers when it comes to to where the league is right now, and you know. I, I, but it doesn't feel, for me anyway, it doesn't feel like, you know, that the, the, the thing is, is off the rail like it did several months ago. Now it's just what direction do you want to take it? I mean, I think the league's in pretty good shape. I really do. It's going to be interesting to see how all the dominoes fall. I, I you know, I, I think that it's, it's look, you got the two, make no mistake about it, the two big brands are, are leaving. And so, you know, what does that do overall to this, to this conference, even bringing in the teams they're bringing in, does it does it continue to have them at the forefront of the national talk? Uh, you know, from what Baylor's been able to do, winning that Sugar Bowl and, and winning the Big 12, I think it helps the conference. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but you still have those two big brands that are, that are going to exit. Now, uh, the other side of that is, you know, do you think Texas and OU were sitting there watching the college football playoffs and going, oh, boy, what have we just done to ourselves? Yeah, very, very much, uh, you know, maybe, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't look so good right now, but again, when you stop it, and, and I know we're talking about brands, but when you stop and, and think about where this league is right now, my goodness, your Big 12 Conference football champion and, and, and Sugar Bowl champion is Baylor. The defending national champion is Baylor. Look how many championships the Baylor women's basketball team has. Baylor. I mean, th- this le- this this school right now, kind of carrying the league, aren't they? Yeah, there's no doubt, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, things have kind of changed a little bit, and you know, a couple of years ago, you 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 really wouldn't have said that, um, but but now you can. You know, you got a national championship on the men's basketball side. You got the Sugar Bowl championship for the Baylor men in, in football this past season, and and certainly a, a top ten team probably a top five team going into next season in the preseason poll. So, you know, that's going to be the highest they've been ranked going into a season. So they're definitely putting their stamp down and saying, hey, you've got to go through us to make anything happen now. And, you know, look, that that's great for the conference, and that's great for Baylor being able to do that. It's like everybody else get on our shoulders. We'll carry you in, in you know, in, in all sports. And, and that's kind of what's getting done around here right now. And, you know, pretty cool to see. And, Again, I, I, I'm, I'm more curious 
to see the reception of BYU. Th this is a program that is, it's got a fan base nationwide. I mean, I don't know. Look, when they were here for football, they brought a lot of people. Well, they uh, have a huge fan base, and, yes. and that's going to help the conference. I mean, because you're taking those two big fan bases out of Texas and OU and, and taking that to the SEC, but then you plug in BYU, and I think that that was part of the process for the Big 12 to, to invite them in because they looked at that and said, okay, we've got to at least find somebody that has a huge fan base and a huge alumni base that, that we can plug in here. And the perfect answer was BYU. Sure it was. And, and, and oh, by the way, one of your other, other invites was in the top four and made the college football playoffs. So there's some, there's some programs out there that, that are, you know, that, that look, let's don't kid ourselves. Sure, they're going to miss Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to miss the, the money and, they're gonna, you know, and all the things that, that are, are associated with UT and OU. You mentioned the fan base and, 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 and the reputation that they bring. Right, wrong, or indifferent, they have that great reputation. They're going to miss that. There's no question. But are they in good shape? I think they're in good shape. Uh, you know, is, it, is it perfect? Of course not. Never is. But are they in? Are they in a good spot? I think they're in a real good spot. I mean, with Cincinnati, BYU, and and and, and look, and then that that television market of Houston, I think the league's in good shape. Uh, it's just again, what direction do they choose to go when you know with a couple of more spots, or do they leave it at, at twelve once Texas and Oklahoma are gone? I think you so, leave it at twelve. In my in my opinion, you? yeah, I do. I, I think you got a pretty good base right now. It, it, it's a, it's the Big 12. Why not leave it at 12 and just go from there? Uh, unless these other conferences end up, you know, we see the super conferences start to form, then you might have to figure out, okay, we've we've got to stay up with the Joneses. We've got to find – but they have to be the right people, though. I mean, you can't just invite, you know, anybody in and say, we, we've got to get to 14. Let's throw all these names in a hat and just pull them out. I, I think you've got to do your due diligence to, to find the right fit to the teams that you already have here, not only for the competition wise, but fan base wise, as we talked about alumni base wise, as we talked about, but also geographically, I think it's important too. You know, and, and that's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, the, as fast as some of this stuff moves, could we be in a super conference type thing before Texas and Oklahoma ever get to the SEC? As fast as it goes, that's a, a really distinct possibility because, you know, before the season started last year and, and when we heard that Texas and OU were bailing out of the Big 12, you know, that was the biggest talk of anybody. Well, the reason why they're doing it is because the super, they're lining up for the super conferences, right? That's what you heard. So – We'll see, but again, it's all television-driven. We know that, uh, and right now it seems like the, the, they're pumping the brake on, on the expansion of the playoffs, and so, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's there's more questions than answers, but uh, back during the summer, I did not feel very good about where the Big 12 was. Here in, in January, I feel pretty darn good about where the where the league is and where it's going. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, there's going to be it's, – it's going to – It's going it, to be different. It's going to be different, and it's going to have to, you know, get some getting used to. But let's see how it all unfolds before you start, you know, your the sky is falling because I don't think it's anywhere near that. I, I think it's in pretty good shape. I think they found some good teams to, to step in and, 
and take the place. And, and look, they didn't just go get two. They got four. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's I think that that helps them get back to 12 where I thought it should be anyway instead of 10. All right, uh, 822, we're running a little bit behind. Uh, we're going to step aside right here. We're coming right back with more of game time in just a moment. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A cold front moves through today, and that means a mix of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy and warm, a high of 74 degrees. Tonight, we feel the effects of the cold front with cloudy skies, blustery conditions, and lows falling to 28. And keep the heavy coat handy for tomorrow, mostly cloudy with highs struggling to hit 40 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, January 20th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's head coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. This month, it's all about the championship drive as our hometown team celebrates the Big 12 championship and a Sugar Bowl win. So can you in your new vehicle from Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco. During the Start Something New Sales event, shop for power, performance, and reliability from our selection of the new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star. Are you planning your next adventure? Choose from a range of Jeep models, including the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take home the trophy from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. 
Welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites. We're glad you're with us here on a Wednesday morning. Big win for the Bears last night. And uh, back home tonight, Ward, and we were joking earlier in the program that they, they may need to find a roadmap to, to get directions to the Ferrell Center. But the, the Baylor women's basketball team finally, finally getting an opportunity to play at home tonight in, uh, in a conference game. It should be a welcome sight for the women's basketball team because, you know, being on the road and, and fighting through everything that they've, they've had to fight through, other teams having COVID, them going through the COVID protocols, you know, it, it'll be nice just to, to, to be able to sleep in your own bed before the game, go through your own locker room, do your own pregame meal, and, and all the things that they go through to get ready for game. A big sigh of relief will probably happen at tip-off. And this is a Baylor team that I would think is going to come in jazzed and ready to play, particularly the way that they won on the road Sunday in in Lawrence. Yeah, I you know I think you just have at this point though, don't you just have to take it one game at a time, and and maybe even one trip down the floor at a time. You're they're probably still trying to to get their legs underneath them and trying to get that cohesiveness to go, you know, in their direction. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into coming back and, and being able to get in that game shape. And the only way to do it is going up and down the floor in game time situations. They, they beat KU uh, on Sunday to, to get their first conference win. And again, they're one and two in the league and all three of those games have been on the road. They're 11 and four overall, and they're going to get a, an opportunity to play an Oklahoma state team. That's, yeah, let's just be honest. They're struggling. They're six and eight. They're one and four in the league, and and uh, and and you know, really not playing very well right now. Could be good timing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Get yourself back to five hundred, and, and, and see where it goes. And again, there's a lot of basketball to be played, but for Baylor, they just need to get on the floor and and, and get a win. And you know, they were in, in their first couple of conference games. They were, you know, as well as I do, Ward. They were in both of them. They just didn't didn't get the W. So, and then on on Sunday they were down four with with uh, what eleven seconds or something like that to play. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I I, I watched uh, every minute of that basketball game, and I I thought, oh my, they're going to zero and three. But they somehow, some way, found a way to win that basketball game on the road, and I, I think that's going to be incredibly beneficial to them uh, moving forward. And and we'll find out, and, and again, a chance tonight to uh, to take on Oklahoma State uh, at the Ferrell Center, and hopefully there's a nice crowd to to welcome them home, so to speak. I, I You know, I think that big win on the road and the way that they were able to pull it off, I, I think that can give them some momentum going into tonight's game and maybe going through the rest of this conference play that they desperately needed. And, and you're right, going to 0-3, it's a whole different ball game for, from being – at one and two, and the the way that you got that done has to give you enough confidence that that maybe you come out and a little bit more um, more fire underneath you tonight and, and kind of take care of business early and, and able to get uh, some other people more minutes. And if you can do that, I think that's even more beneficial with this program right now. Yeah, it's a uh, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock tip, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a full slate uh, of games in the league tonight. Uh, Oklahoma is at West Virginia. Uh, top 25 showdown as uh, 15th-ranked Texas is uh, in Ames to take on Iowa State. Texas Tech is at TCU. And 
as we mentioned, Kansas and Kansas State will hook up. And, of course, the uh, Cowgirls of Oklahoma State taking on Baylor. So a uh, full slate of games tonight in the Big 12. And, and again, we'll have the uh, Cowgirls and the, and the Baylor Bears at uh, 7 o'clock tip with a 6.30 broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. Derek and Sophia with the call. And I think John is going to be working the game uh, on ESPN Plus, so uh, it'll be available on ESPN Plus as well. But uh, look forward to it. Should be uh, should be a lot of fun at the Ferrell Center. Six thirty for the pregame, seven o'clock for the tip. Uh, as the uh, Baylor women and Nikki Collin, she'll coach her first conference game at home tonight. I mean, there's a lot of first going on with the program, <laughs> and, and sometimes you forget about that. You do, yeah. That that that'll be interesting. And hopefully there'll be a big crowd on hand to, to witness that. And, you know, you, you, you like to get those boxes checked off. And this is one for her to get knocked down is, is, you know, coach your first conference game and win your first conference game inside the Ferrell Center. All right. Uh, 831, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott. And, and, and look, we don't have to rehash the story. I mean, we, we, you and I haven't even talked about it. I, I, I haven't, I didn't bring it up. Look, it was a boneheaded decision, but it, it, he is just coming off a loss. Uh, he made a mistake. He's, I think, corrected the mistake. But we'll talk about it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. As someone who grew up here as a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you at Slovacek You'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor got back in the win column with a 77-68 win at West Virginia. Their next stop is Oklahoma for a 2 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. The Baylor women are at home tonight hosting Oklahoma State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as McLennan hosts Collin County. The women's game starts at 5. The men tip at 7. The Big 12 may have two seven-team divisions in a few seasons if Cincinnati, Brigham Young, Houston, and Central Florida join the league before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. The conference will have 14 schools participating. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Never mind. I'm a little slow. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESP in Central Texas. All right. Are we making a big deal about nothing? Or, I mean, what? where are we on this, Ward? Where are you on this? Uh, I think Dak stepped in it. He did. He did. There's no question. Long story short, he's at the podium after the game. Uh, apparently some fans threw bottles and debris at the officials. He was asked about it and he thought that they were throwing them, throwing the debris at his teammates and, and he was a little hot and, you know, and he said, it's sad. But then when he was, they, one of the, uh, members of the media corrected said, no, no, they were throwing it at the officials. And he said, credit to them, credit to them. Well, that's gotten him in a little trouble. He sensed. You uh, knew that was coming, to, right? Well, sure. He, he since gone to, uh, to his Twitter account and. Somebody helped him, or he did it himself, but wrote a uh, wrote an apology to the to the uh, officials and talked about how much he respected the officials and the difficult job that they do. Well, the referees association, the NBRA, and I didn't know there was such a thing, but the NBRA condemns the comments by Dak Prescott condoning violence against game officials. As an NFL leader, he should know better. We encourage the NFL to take action to discourage this deplorable behavior in the future. Look, he shouldn't have said it. No. Bottom line, he shouldn't have said it. He did. Is it done, I guess, is my question. Yeah, I mean. The the officials don't want to let it go, but. Well, of course they don't. They don't want to let anything go. Uh, But, you know, look, it is what it is. He, He didn't. He didn't really mean anything by it. He just wanted to get off the podium, and he all he said was, "Hey, credit them, credit them," and everybody laughed. I mean, you know, so 
Is it something that he should have said? No, he shouldn't have said it. But, I mean, he did. He apologized for it. Move on down the road. I, we make too much of little things uh, nowadays. And, and you know, again, it's this instant gratification world we live in, and everything's out there. So, you know, it, it's not going to be – something's going to happen because nobody's going to let go of it. No, I agree. And, look – who hasn't said something stupid at some point in their life? In the last no, 10 minutes. <laughs> no, exactly. Good point. Uh, and again, I'm with you. He shouldn't have said it. But he also is a human being. He just got beat, and he knew the minute he went to the podium that he was going to have to defend his play, the play of his teammates, the play of the organization, the organization itself. And, you know, there's – and he has to do it every time they get beat. Oh, right yeah, he, yeah he, you know, he's the, he's the face of the Cowboys. And, and as he should be, and, you know, right. with, with, with everything, you know, he's one, he's the quarterback and two, he's got, you know, he got the paycheck that he wanted. So, I mean, with that comes responsibility and sometimes responsibility means that you have to stand up there and take it. And so, you know, and, and I think he's done a good job of being able to stand up there and take it, but you know, in some situations, you're right. He's he's frustrated. He's you know he just get to the next question. Don't ask me about silly stuff like that. Let's talk about this and and you know talk about football and and what happened and and get me out of here. And so you know sometimes the slip of the tongue happens and it, it, it's really not that big a deal. You know what? He could have refused to go to the podium and taken his fine and gone on down the road. Mm-hmm. And the NFL would have fined him for not meeting with the media after the game. Right? Could have done that. No, but, but never, you know he's never done that, and that's the one thing. Whether you like him as a player, don't like him as a player, the one thing he's done is he's 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 been that stand-up guy. Well, he's a good leader, and, and yeah, an example of that is: did you see what he did with the team uh, after the game as well? You know, he came in this week and he he told all the players, "Hey, everybody, pitch in five hundred dollars mm-hmm. because the practice team does not get the same paycheck we do for the playoffs, and let's all help them out." Yeah. That that's a leader. That's exactly right. And, and, and you know, and it, it was an expectation that he put on the rest of his teammates. It wasn't, hey, what do you guys think? He said, hey, let's do this, pitch in 500 bucks. Uh, he, he, you're right. He's a leader. And you know what? When you stop and look at the way he conducts himself, uh, you don't read about him doing those things that you read about a lot of other guys doing. Uh, that's that's not his character. Did he make a mistake in in – and how he approached that deal Sunday, yeah, he did move on. You know, it, it is what it is. The world's not coming to a screeching halt because he, he put his foot in his mouth. Move on. And, and that's what I hope comes out of this thing, but not sure it will because, as you pointed out, uh, not people just won't let it go. No, they're not going to let it go, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. Look, he was joking. He was he was not saying, "Okay, let's all throw beer bottles at the officials." He, you know, he he first he was outraged that they were throwing it at them for for losing the ball game, and then somebody said, "Hey, no, they were they were really throwing that stuff at the officials. They were right beside you." And he kind of giggled and said, "Oh well, okay, good for them." I, it, it, he didn't mean he everybody throw something at the officials every time they make a mistake. It, that wasn't part of the, what he was doing. He was just laughing and let's move on and get off this and get to some football questions. Yep. All right. So, uh, anyway, the Football Officials Association, they want the NFL to do something. I'm sure they will. 
I'm sure they will. So we'll see. We'll, we will keep you posted because it's such a critical story. It is, isn't it? Yep. 842. We're 18 away from nine. We're right back with more in just a moment. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center this Wednesday hosting Oklahoma State. 630 for the countdown to tip off. 7 p.m. tip off. Wednesday. Join Sophia Young Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor got back in the win column with a 77-68 win at West Virginia. Their next stop is Oklahoma for a 2 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. The Baylor women are at home tonight hosting Oklahoma State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as McLennan hosts Collin County. The women's game starts at 5. The men tip at 7. The Big 12 may have two seven-team divisions in a few seasons if Cincinnati, Brigham Young, Houston, and Central Florida join the league before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. The conference will have 14 schools participating. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 846, 14 away from nine. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we move through a uh, a. Wednesday, yeah, it's Wednesday, it's hump day. Don't forget basketball coming up tonight at the Ferrell Center, 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock for the tip as the uh, Baylor women will host the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. All right, uh, Ward, I was just uh, I was just kind of going through and just looking at all of the movement uh, that, we, that we've got going on right now in college football. Are, are you surprised by how much movement we have? 
Not really. I, I you know I think uh, maybe it's a little bit more now in college football because of the transfer portal is 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 basically the wild wild west like we said it would be and even more so with these players having that extra year of eligibility. I think that that's kind of made it even more crazy because of the fact that you know whether they are not getting playing time or not you know that's that's been the case in a lot of times is oh I may not get as much playing time so I'm going to jump out of here and the impatience of that drives me nuts but also part of this problem is you know some of these coaches are also having their year in evaluations and these they're telling these these super seniors you know hey I I, I don't foresee a future for you on this roster, so you might want to go ahead and jump in the portal and see if there's another place that you can play because I've got some young guys that are going to come in and they're going to push you out the door. Well, I was just looking at I mean, it, and again, I, I get because of the last name, I get it. But uh, it, you got guys moving within the league, which I still find just unusual, but it it is what it is. Uh, Brandon Rice is going to leave Colorado for USC. Uh, you know, that's uh, Jerry Rice's son, and he's playing wide receiver at Colorado. Now he's going to play wide receiver for the Trojans of USC. And I was like, you know, you're moving within the league. That's, But you got coaches moving within the league. So, I mean, that's just part of it, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, with the transfer portal and not being punished in any way and not having any limitations on where you can go or how you can get there, I mean, that's that's the way it's going to be. I mean, you you had Jared Wiley going from Texas to TCU. I mean, you know, that that's a big game for TCU at that tight end position. So, uh, it, I, is it ideal situation? No. A- am I a fan of it? No. But it, it's where we are. They've opened that box, and, and there's no closing it now. All right. We, we talked a little bit about this uh, just briefly this morning. Uh but former Cowboy and San Francisco 49er linebacker Ken Norton Jr. And remember, his people, young people may not remember, but his dad was a tremendous boxer, Ken Norton. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, my. He was world champion. Uh, but Ken Norton Jr., terrific linebacker, uh, won, won championships with both the Cowboys and the 49ers. He, he, is, he made the transition into coaching, and I thought he's done a heck of a job. Uh, second go-around with the Seattle Seahawks, and – Look, Seattle didn't have the season that they wanted, and you know when that happens, somebody's got to pay the price for it. If the head coach is not going to pay the price for it, an assistant or two certainly is. Ken Norton's out. Ken Norton Jr. is out in, in Seattle as the defensive coordinator. Where does a guy like Ken Norton Jr. land? Uh, it, this is a guy that's got a, a lot of experience, not only as a position coach, coaching linebackers, but also as, as the coordinator, is coordinating the defense. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think he'll land somewhere uh, on his feet because he's done a he's done a decent job. A, a lot of the places that he's been. I mean, he's been at Seattle since what 2018. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator uh, at the Raiders from 15 to 17. Was linebacker coach with with Seattle as well. He was with San Francisco for a while. So I mean, he he's been at a lot of stops, but you know. This is a guy that is has a a proven track record in being able to coach on the defensive side of the ball. Now, will he get another coordinating position? I don't know because you know the Raiders from 2015 to 2017 
eh, not that good on the defensive side of the ball. Seahawks, I, you know, I, I think he's more of a scapegoat than anything else. I, I don't think that it was the problem was their defense. I, I think they had bigger problems than just their defense this year, uh, but that's just my opinion. No, I, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. I mean, sometimes, you know, the, and it, you see it a lot in baseball too. Uh, man, those, those pitching coaches and those hitting coaches, they get pushed, they get shoved right out the door uh, as the last, last thing that happened before the manager gets shoved out the door. Uh, and I'm just wondering, was that part of the equation with Ken Norton Jr. Uh, in Seattle? Look, he's worked for Pete Carroll not once but twice, so you know it was not a philosophy uh, situation there. Uh, so no. why, is, why is he? I mean, look, he, he's worked for him twice. He's hired him twice. So what? What's the issue? Why now? And, and you know, and I and I certainly hope he does. I mean, uh, again, I haven't followed Ken Norton Jr.'s career as closely, you know, to say that hey, this guy is 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 a coordinator and he needs to get another job. But I'll say this: he's got three or four jobs and he's worked for some guys twice. So clearly, he's a guy that people like having on the staff. Yeah, he was a linebackers coach there from 2010 to 2014 and then comes back as the defensive coordinator in 2018. You know, and it, it may be a situation where Pete Carroll was told, hey, you've got to make a change here somewhere or we're going to make a change for you. And you're probably not going to like the change we make for you. So, you know, sometimes it's a last-ditch effort. How many times have we seen that? You know, coaches fire their coordinators just to try to hang on to what they're doing and, and it still doesn't work out. So, you know, it, it it may be all for nothing for Seattle. Who knows? All right, uh, 8.53. We're 7 in front of 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward. Uh, the uh, NFL playoff matchups, here we go. This is uh, – I, I, I'm going to ask you, and, and you're going to have the right later in the week after you do a little more research to change your mind, but I want to know what you think of these matchups here on Wednesday. So – uh, you've got Cincinnati at Tennessee. Does Joe Burrow have a chance on the road against Tennessee? Well, that's a great question. I, I think he does have a, a chance, uh, but they're going to have to figure out a way for their defense to stop Tennessee's offense and, and get them off the field. Uh, let that defense get some some breathing room underneath them. They're going to need some some short drives to slow down Tennessee. They can't matriculate down the field and chew them up. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans at home. San Francisco, do they have a chance at Green Bay? No. No. I'll totally agree with you. Whew, here's one. I'm, I'm, boy, these Sunday games I'm interested in. Rams at Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. That's, that's real interesting. Tom Brady struggled a little bit against the Rams earlier this season, right? Uh, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that's one of the games that they lost this season back in week three. So, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how Tom Brady bounces back. I, I think you have to give the nod to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home. I agree. And I'm going to tell you right now that I'm taking the Buffalo bills on the road at Kansas city. I'm not, this I'm taking the own. chiefs. Are you really? Yeah. As well as Buffalo played yep. last week. Even as well as they played last week. I just have I have faith in Kansas City at home and, and Pat Mahomes being able to pull it out. I, I think that this is going to be a great football game. But I'm giving it to the Chiefs by three. Two, two young, outstanding quarterbacks. 
What a fun game expansion. this is going to be. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. And you know what? If Kansas City wins the game, I'm not surprised. But, I, man, I just it's hard to bet against Buffalo as flawless as they were. Boy, you're right. I mean, I may, be, I may be way overestimating what Kansas City can do because the, Buffalo could do no wrong the other night. I mean, anytime you go into a playoff game and you don't punt or attempt a field goal, all you do is score touchdowns. <laughs> and, and, and stop the other team. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? In, in in some, I don't know. I, I, I who I, on Wednesday I'm saying Buffalo. Right okay, now. I just I kind of like him. I, I just you know, in in his ability to run with the football. Well, when you I mean, when you weigh 270 pounds, you're not scared of much in front of you. And, and you're faster than most of the guys on the field. He's he's pretty special. Yeah, he is. And. Absolutely. Didn't even get a D1 offer out of out of high school. Had to go to JUCO before he got a chance to play uh, at Wyoming, and only got one offer out of JUCO. Sometimes those all of those statistics, they can't measure that muscle inside your chest. Right? Uh uh. Nope. They can't measure that heart. All right. Uh, fun show today. A lot, lot of good stuff. Uh, 8.55. We're five away from nine. Don't forget uh, Greenies coming up at nine. John Morse will be here at three o'clock this afternoon. And uh, Matt Mosley returns after his one-day hiatus. He'll be here at uh, four o'clock this afternoon. And we will do it again in the morning at 7 a.m. Have yourself a great day. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Norman to take on OU this Saturday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're gonna be able to afford and it's gonna meet your needs. Set a no cost, no obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y benefitservices.com. 
The Waco Convention Center is turning 50 years old this year. Nearly everyone in Waco has attended an event at the Waco Convention Center at some point in their life. The Waco Convention Center's 50th anniversary celebration is Wednesday, January 26th from 3 to 6 p.m. and it's open to the public. It's a come-and-go reception with a special presentation at 4 o'clock. To share your memories and photos of your special events or for more information, please visit wacocc.com or go to their Facebook page. RSVP today. For over 40 years, CTWP has been making life easier for business owners. We offer long or short-term leases on day-to-day copiers, wide-format copiers, shredders, and mailing machines. At CTWP, you can choose from Xerox, Lexmark, Kyocera, Konica Minolta, Canon, FP, and more. Make sure your money stays in Central Texas. Locally owned since 1979. Stop by 3730 Franklin Avenue in Waco or online at ctwp.com. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota, 